Hi, I'm Macy. And I'm Meredith. And we're the founders of She Hustles, a brand built for women. We're here to create a community of like-minded women and provide a platform where you can get real advice as you work your hustle. Welcome to the She Hustles podcast. Let's get started. Today we have speaker, blogger, coach, and soon to be a new mom again, Tiffany D. Brown. So as she enters this new season, we are beyond grateful that she's taken time to spend with us and answer your questions and speak into our life. So welcome, Tiffany. Hi, thank you for having me. (laughs) Absolutely. We are excited. So I think we want to jump right into your questions uh, that we receive from the community. And Tiffany and Macy and I will respond. This is our first question. Hi, um, when you're building a side hustle, how do you generate engagement? I'm posting on Instagram, but not really growing. Any tips or strategies for a new page? Thanks. That's a really good question. And thank you so much for calling in and asking, because I know that could be nerve wracking sometimes. But um, when it comes to building side hustles and growing, specifically more so with Instagram, it's very important to remain consistent. Because as most people know, um, Instagram is an algorithm. It's, you know, it's a computer system, you know, so a lot of times things change from day in and day out. So as long as you remain consistent and you're giving out content that your audience really and genuinely enjoys, you don't have to worry about the engagement aspect of it because the engagement will come. Um, some of the tips and strategies that I would say would be, number one, is to be consistent. Maybe work out a plan if you want to post once or twice a day, figure out what that time is. Be sure that you're checking your Instagram analytics. Um, that data there will give you a lot of insight as to when your audience is on and active, and you can plan your content around that. Um, another thing, too, is always respond to comments. Even if there are a few emojis, you know, comment <laughs> back, ask your audience how they're doing, how was their day, just to get that conversation started. And then also have them engage with you over on Insta Stories as well, because a lot of times we put so much focus on our Instagram feeds and we realize we forget that um, a lot of times our audience is in Instagram stories to where mm-hmm. they get to see us real time and they get to really engage with us and to kind of help with that conversation. So that would be some of the tips I would give if you're really trying to focus on growing um, with your side hustle on Instagram and it's just to be consistent. So the stories can be a little intimidating, right? I mean, <laughs> we've yeah. all had that moment when somebody says, you need to be on stories more. And <laughs> in your mind, you're like, no. <laughs> so any advice for how to get started on stories? Maybe if this person isn't already doing it, is it always going to feel awkward or does it get better? I'm going to be honest. Like, <laughs> it's just me. I, I feel like it's always going to be awkward. And I only say that because... I feel like Instagram stories takes a lot more effort. Mm -hmm. You really have to be more in the moment versus like planning out and automating an Instagram feed post. Um, For me, my number one challenge and one thing I like to do to challenge myself personally is to hop on and do a quick video, which is not everybody's thing. They much rather (laughs) post pictures and put their hashtags or whatever. But it's so important to show face, um, talk to your audience, let them know what you're doing, bring them into your life as far as real time. And then I think that that really helps just show that other side of you as a person, what they don't normally see on your Instagram feed. So I know it's challenging and it's not fun to do, but the more you do it, I think the more you connect with your audience on a level that you're really trying to be on. And honestly, when I started posting on stories, because I am the biggest introvert out there, and <laughs> I 
I would refilm an Instagram story. Like maybe it was like 10 different 15 second clips. I would redo it like 20 different times. No, like it would take me an hour just to do oh, it. No. But then after I posted it and after I've forgotten about it, like the feedback that I would receive is like, oh my gosh, that was awesome. Or, oh, I can't believe you're so good on stories. And I'm in honestly, what I've realized is everybody is so much more focused on their uh, problems and their mm-hmm. insecurities that they're looking at you, girl, and they're do and that you're you are doing it, and they're mm-hmm. applauding you. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't be afraid of you know just putting yourself out there. It's it's really scary and it's hard, but for me, it it has gotten a little bit easier, and it's just taken baby steps mm-hmm. to get there. Mm-hmm. So it's it's like the best challenge that I've had for just getting on stories um, is just challenging yourself to maybe three days a week. So three days a week, you go out and you just film yourself, whether it's a 15-second clip and you say, hey, how are you? Or you share one of your services. Um, and I just, I think it's easier to manage when you have it in little bits like that. And then as you get uh, more accustomed to it and as it gets less time consuming. So now I film a 15 second story and it doesn't take me an hour. It takes me, me, you know, 15 seconds, hopefully. Um, I think I'm I'm not as much of a perfectionist as I was before. So now it's like I post it one shot. It's done. I just get it up there. You got to just kind of like rip the bandaid off. But if you just give yourself a goal of three to four times a week. Show up. I promise you're going to see results. Um, honestly, my uh, feed recently in the past, you know, couple of months, I stopped posting re- regularly on Instagram, but I was showing up on stories and I was booking clients on stories. And that was what really surprised me because I, I found that people are more People want to see other people. They want to, you know, they want your business to be more human-like. They want mm-hmm. to know that you are in the trenches with them. And so um, I've actually seen a growth in my business from using Instagram stories. So what I'm hearing is that my Instagram stories that's just a picture is not going to cut it. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I mean, not I, working. I'm so curious. I'm just nosy. Like, I just want to hear, like, what does your voice sound like? What do you look like? What, mm-hmm. what, what are you, you wearing? What are you wearing? What do you look like when you're not wearing makeup? What like, I'm just such a, a voyeur. <laughs> I mean, then Instagram, that's exactly what it's for, yeah. right? Well, I was going to say, too, it's so funny that you say that. But if you think about Instagram stories in comparison to just Instagram, like, a lot of times with the Instagram feed, Instagram likes to hide people's pictures and things, mm-hmm. you know, so people don't see it a lot of times. Mm-hmm. And you're putting it out there. You have your hashtag and you may be shadow banned from the hashtag. Nobody gets to see it, but they get to see that bubble mm-hmm. when it's lit up. And mm-hmm. so that that also allows for more traffic or more people to see content that they regularly wouldn't see at all. Like they mm-hmm. may not have saw your feed post at all, mm-hmm. but they see your stories and it's like, oh, wait, what is she talking about today? And I know when I don't post the stories for like weeks like I posted this morning and everybody's like on there messaging me. I'm like, oh, he must have missed me. But it's a big deal. Like stories can really drive the engagement you're looking for. So that's awesome. And I think when we were talking a little bit earlier, you mentioned that one way to make sure once you get an engaged audience, you keep it is to let them know what's happening as you may shift your season. Mm-hmm. So right now you're going into new content that maybe your consistent followers haven't seen. Right. Can you share a little bit about why you think that's important or how you've been doing that? Yeah, sure. Um, so for those of you who don't know, um, I'm expecting my third child. And this was like a oops, surprise. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Not really funny. Um, but as I was mentioning earlier, it's so important that when there's a shift in your content, 
that you let your audience know. Like, remember, this audience, this community is a community that you're building. And when there's a shift that's taking place, like, let them know. Like, just like, hey, I know you guys are here for my beauty hair content or my fashion content, but over the next couple of months, I'll be sharing a lot more baby mom content because, no, my goal is not to be a mommy blogger, per se. Um, I want to keep my lifestyle genre going, but um, I know for those who do follow me, they they have questions like, what baby brands are you going to use? Like, you know, where are you going? That kind of thing. So it's important to let them know. And those people who want to stick around will. Mm -hmm. But I think it minimizes the risk of you losing everybody. Like if I was just to switch up everything and it's all baby brands, baby content, mm-hmm. then people would be like, well, that's not what I'm here for. Right. So whenever you you have a shift in season or you're trying to go in a different direction, talk to your audience, let them know, kind of prep them for that change. Um, and another thing I've seen Macy do is like when she was getting ready to launch, she was like little little nuggets, like drop yeah. little nuggets along mm-hmm. the way. It's like, hey, are you, you guys excited? I'm thinking about doing this. What are your thoughts? You know, and then just let them kind of be aware, be prepared. So it's not like a a shock to them when you actually put that content out there. And I think, yeah, that's, that was, um, something that I struggled with. Cause a lot of times I'd be like, all right, I got the new service. Hey guys, check this out. Or, Hey, I'm doing a <laughs> webinar or, Hey, I'm yeah. doing this. And everybody's like, okay, so what? Yeah. But you build anticipation when you that's give them it. those nuggets mm-hmm. and you prepare them, you get them excited. You, you get them to really, you, you, uh, answer the question as to why should you pay attention to me? Mm-hmm. Um, and so doing those little nuggets made it easier for me to launch and have a successful launch, but then also um, prepared my audience that I have a new service coming mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Are we ready for another yes. question? Yes. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> Hi, my name is Christina. My question is, how are you able to pursue your dream job while having a very demanding pay job? Oh, man, that is so hard. And I'm not sure if you're going to like the answer to this one. (laughs) What do you have, Tiffany? Oh, my goodness. You know, like literally my eyes just bucked like, oh, my gosh, like this. But you know what's funny? This is such a a, a big topic. It's a very big deal because most of us who are in full-time positions, we love what we do in our full-time jobs, right? But we have these passion projects. We have these things that we're so passionate about that we want to eventually be able to step away and do that thing full time. Right. And I went back to work. And now that I'm back to work, I'm thinking the same thing. I'm like, what was I thinking? (laughs) Like, I should have just kept pushing through to do my own thing. But um, when it comes to trying to manage both of them, the only thing I can say is learn how to manage your time wisely, Um, especially if you're not ready to take that big leap and do your own thing. Uh, If it's the if income is the reason or whatever, you can always continue to build your side hustle brand, like behind the scenes while you're working your full-time job. What it's going to take is some discipline, some consistency, um, which can be very hard because you have to really etch that time out. Like if you're staying up late at night till one or two o'clock in the morning to get whatever you need to get done, then that's what you have to do until you're comfortable enough in a position to be like, okay, I'm ready to walk away. Um, And some people can stay working the whole time and still run their side hustle depending on what that side hustle looks like. So um, that is a tricky one. It's very challenging, but it's not impossible. So I would definitely say just keep pushing through, have a plan, have a goal, um, and make sure that your time management skills in regards to getting it done fits what you're trying to do. So so Meredith, you just entered a new season of your life with going full-time in your copywriting position. (laughs) Yes, but before that, for almost a year long, you were 
working both a demanding job that took a lot of travel across mm-hmm. Florida, a lot of driving, and trying mm-hmm. to build your copywriting business. So what would you say to this person who's doing the same thing right now? I think what Tiffany said is right. You really have to be careful with your time. Mm-hmm. I learned that more and more efficiently as the side hustle grew, which was amazing. But it was also really challenging. And I would have never thought that you would see me awake working at 2 a.m. before <laughs> that side hustle was growing. And I was probably doing at least a 1 or 2 a.m. night three to four nights a week for mm-hmm. the year um, at the ends especially. So it's one of those things where really if you think it through, you have a lot of time that you just maybe waste. And I know that that sounds harsh because if somebody said that to me, I'd say, no, I wasn't wasting any time. Mm-hmm. But I I was. So I would use a work lunch and I would build, you know, a client call for my side hustle during my lunch break or those times when I was driving across Florida and wasn't expected to do anything but drive. If I could book a client call, then I would do that. Um, I would eat while I was working at night. I would walk my dogs while I was taking a client call. I would try to make everything fit. Um, and the other thing that I would say is depending on what service or product you sell, mm-hmm. I also use some help. So copywriting, you know, I didn't want to lose a single client. Like people mm-hmm. will come into your life and when somebody <laughs> says, oh, well, you know, okay, you can't do it all. I'm like, well, maybe I can try. (laughs) So so I wouldn't turn a client away even when Mm -hmm. I really needed to turn a client away Mm -hmm. potentially for things like, you know, having a holiday or getting married. So what I would do is I would network with a lot of other people in the industry Mm -hmm. and find those who were interested in taking an overflow job so that it gave me the opportunity to grow. Um, I still was working to make sure that everything that got turned in fit with what I wanted, you know, the level of service that I wanted to provide, but it really helped me continue to grow and continue to get my job done in the way that I wanted to until I could step away. But was it hard? Heck yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And was I tired? Yes. I was going to speak to your point about like being in the car because Mm -hmm. in my sales job, like I have a really large territory and I'm in the car a lot. So people are like, oh, just listen to a podcast. But what I learned that worked for me too was um, I would take my phone, my voice notes, and I would record me talking my blog post out. So I would talk my blog post Mm -hmm. out, then I would go home and transcribe it. And I have a blog post that's already done. And I could do several blog posts on the road, you know, or I would brainstorm like topic ideas and I would just kind of speak that into my voice notes and I can go back and listen to it later. But like back to your point of like maximizing that time that you Mm -hmm. have. And I mentioned this earlier, like we all have the same amount of hours in a day. It's what we do with that time that matters. So if it's you're really serious about it, then you're going to make the time for it and you're going to get rid of the things that distract you from doing what you need to do. So that's awesome. Really good. All right, next question. Good morning, ladies. Uh, Happy Friday. First of all, I absolutely love this idea. Um, I think it's so personal, and I think it is going to light so many other women on fire. So good work. Um, My question for you guys is um, I am a full-time working mom of two under two, and I already have a blog. I have issues with consistently posting, but We'll touch on that another day. Um, but my biggest question right now is I am dying to start a podcast. And for me, I'm conditioned to think that in order to make something public and get it out there it has to be completely polished and perfect. And because of that, 
it is really holding me back. And my question to you is, does it need to be polished or should I just go out there and learn as I go? Because I have this, I think a lot of us have this idea that everything has to be perfect in order for it to be successful. And I just want to understand your thoughts on it. Should I just go for it or should I take a little bit more time and kind of get it closer to polished and perfect? Uh, yeah, so any feedback or any tips on that would be amazing. Thanks so much. I really appreciate you. Bye. Such a great question, Jordana. <laughs> Thank you for calling in. That That is a really, really great question. Um, and it's interesting because I believe it depends on, once again, I keep going back to these goals, right? It, it, it goes back to what your goal is. So I do feel like perfectionism holds us back. I mean, in very many ways, like it can hold us back. I know perfectionism with me started with just my Instagram feed, how I wanted things to look a certain way and I wouldn't post and it had to be perfect. And I would spend hours on planning out like my feed, like what I wanted to look like. I'm just like, oh my gosh, like I'll never get this down. But then I realized too, like people want to see back to the point of like the real you, like that real time. Um, I do feel that having things not necessarily perfect like her term I love was like polished um <laughs> having polished content makes a difference if for example your goal is to maybe one day work with certain brands you know you follow these brands you know what their content looks like you know that it's high quality or it's perfect or it's polished or whatever um so you want to have your content kind of mimic that so you can catch their attention and eventually work with them one day. But if your goal is to necessarily like move, uh, have a community, like a mom community, you know, like she said, she has two under two and God bless you, love, because <laughs> I know it takes a strong woman to do that. So, I mean, if that's a community that you're trying to build, then that content's going to look completely different. You know, it's going to be the real mom, like what I'm doing day in and day out. I'm going to post that content and then my mom audience is going to back me 100%. Because remember, when creating that type of content, it really is based off your audience. Um, but if you're very clear and focused on what that goal is and where you're trying to be, then I think it makes it a lot easier and you don't have to stress about the perfectionism aspect of it. Uh, I know it's hard because when you look at these perfectly created feeds and all the great Instagram filters that people are using, it's like, well, I need to rework my whole board because it doesn't <laughs> look like that. And I love how this looks. And I still, I still challenge, I have challenges with that too. When I see other people's feeds, I'm like, oh, maybe I should warm the tone up, tone up a little bit, or maybe I should lighten it here. So, <laughs> but that's where you have to remain true to yourself and true to what it is that you are trying to do because we can get easily distracted by everybody else's so-called perfectionism mm -hmm. that we lose sight of where we're trying to be and where we're trying to go. So um, I say just do it. Throw that content out there. See what works best for your audience, what they're going to engage with. And then you'll be able to determine what type of content that you need to post in the future because they're going to let you know what it is that they like to see. So, mm -hmm. And an audience full of moms who are hustling like that a perfect feed and perfect podcast and it's it may backfire right because they're like <laughs> that's not real up. you can't keep up it's with not it authentic a lot of times. Yeah. right yeah. so i think yeah i think we're hearing that she needs to just go for it i think you should just go for it and 
just like with anything else, when you're building a side hustle or a business and you have a blog, you know, a lot of times we put that content out there and we really don't know how it's going to work. We don't know if they're going to like it or not, but we're taking a chance. We're listening to our audience and we're putting it out there. And you just never know that piece of content, how it may help someone else. So if, if it's on your heart to do it, you know, and it's a part of your passion and where you're trying to go, put it out there. Just Look, it's not going to hurt. Worst case scenario, you can archive it, <laughs> but you won't need to because your audience is going to re- it's going to resonate with them. They're going to enjoy it, and then you will have a sense of like, okay, this is exactly where I want to be. Because here's the thing, too, I want to say when it comes to creating content, a lot of times we can get caught up in creating content that we see other people create that doesn't really fit what we do. Or it doesn't fit who we are. So we'll spend all this time stressing out and we don't even like the content we're putting out there. So we're not even being authentic to the content that we're sharing because it's like, no, I'm just doing this because I'm just trying to work with a brand or whatever. But if you continue to just stay the path, like your course and put out the content that you genuinely love to create, Mm. then if somebody comes at you and says, hey, we want you to do this, it's not a second thought because it's already what you want to do is you don't have to think about it. You're not going to have to stress about the content. So um, just remain true to that. And that's why a lot of people ask me, why don't you do this? I'm like, if it's not on my feed now, I don't do food. You know, I'm not a food <laughs> blogger. Like, don't look for that. But you have to set the boundaries with the content. Um, and that's just going to make it a lot easier for you to produce, continue to produce that in the future. Makes sense. Yeah. Any comments from you, Macy? Your stuff is always it's perfect. Per- always perfect. 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 Okay, okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm a designer and I'm a creative at heart. And so I can redesign the same graphic like 10 different times um, just because I, I want it to be perfect in my eyes. But what I realized is that I was trying to make it perfect for other designers. Mm-hmm. I wasn't trying mm-hmm. to make it perfect for my audience. And so... Um, I think it's super important just to have your blinders on. And however you can do that, whether it's um, unfollowing any other kind of content that is is similar to what you're trying to do or if someone isn't um, – like, for example, I don't follow any other uh, graphic or website designers hmm. just because, one, I, I don't want to um, unintentionally imitate them. Um, I'm very moldable, and so my style changes. But then, two – um, I get jealous and it's like, <laughs> and I see what they're doing and it looks perfect. And I don't, I don't see the behind the scenes that, you know, they have been struggling trying to get that piece out or, you know, it took them two hours to create that one graphic that I'm like eyeing at. Um, I don't, I don't see the behind the scenes. I just see this perfect graphic mm-hmm. and I'm like, okay, well, mine has to be just like that. So something that I did was I, I follow the, the people that I've made personal connections with. Um, but I am very picky about what kind of content I let in to my life and um, what I let my eyes see just because, I mean, we see, I think it's like an incredible amount of advertising that we see every single day like that. And, and I don't want to clutter my mind with all of that. Mm-hmm. So, Oh, oh, that was Can good. Can I chime in? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was so, so good. And it just brings me back to that point of self-comparison with other people. That's like, tough. It is so hard. And, and to your point, I unfollowed a lot of people because of that. It's like, if you make me feel some kind of way, like I'm failing in, in, in whatever it is or my content isn't great, then I have to unfollow because I have to keep my own my own eyes focus on what it is that I want to do. And a lot of times, like, you know, I'll get posts from people and they're sharing posts. I'm like, I just really can't 
have that in my mental space Mm -hmm. because it's going to distract me or make me think that I'm doing something wrong when Mm -hmm. to me, I'm doing everything fine. This is working for me for right now. So to your point, it's like, it's very, very important to kind of keep those blinders on to, to focus on what it is that you're doing. If there's anybody that you're following that's making you feel less than or where you need to go invest thousands of dollars to where you feel like you're doing the right thing, then that's that's probably not the, the best option. So you need to unfollow until you are comfortable within yourself enough to know, like, if I follow this person, it's not going to distract me from my yeah. goal, you know, but that takes a strong person sometimes. So some people we have to unfollow just so we can stay on our path of what we're trying to do. Yeah. But I think everybody has a unique voice and mm-hmm. I think everybody, um, I think Jordana, you should go for it. I think you have a unique voice. I think it needs to be heard mm-hmm. and I think it's going to be worth it getting out in the podcast. Yeah. So Awesome. All right, let's wrap it up. Um, we do have we one have more question. Two, two more questions. We have two more questions. Oh well, we have two, we have two <laughs> more <laughs> questions. Two more questions. <laughs> yes. Here we go. Hi, ladies. My name is Whitney Gonzalez with Cityway. My question for Tiffany would be: How do you find motivation every morning to start your day and power through? Thank you. Whitney, thank you so much for calling in. Oh, my Mm. gosh, girl. You know, that's a good question now to be asking me (laughs) (laughs) because my struggle can be real some days. But, you know, um, I would have to say when I wake up in the morning, what motivates me the most is the fact that I can kind of see myself doing this full time for the rest of my life. I know that it's, it's taken me some steps to get to that point, but because I still work full time. Um, and I was just sharing with them. I was like, look, I probably didn't make the best decision in going back to work full time. <laughs> but but it's also allowed me to do other things and to outsource. And so I don't have to do everything myself. So yeah. that kind of helps out. But um, in order to really power through for me is that I have people within my community and within other communities that reach out to me all the time, like these women that I admire so much and that I personally look up to that, you know, they'll come to me and they'll ask me questions. They're looking for help. And I feel like I'm such a service oriented person that it really motivates me to keep pushing through because I don't Mm. do any of this necessarily for myself. I do it to to educate and to help others be in the same shoes that I'm in eventually. And I know it takes time, but like just getting up and knowing that, you know, if you get a DM or a message or an email from someone who has seen content that's inspired them or, you know, it just really helps me push power through and um, continue to, to show up. Because a lot of times in life, things happen. We kind of get thrown off of our horse and, you know, we don't show up for a while, but then you have people who check in on you, this audience and community that you've created, check in, be like, hey, are you good? Is everything mm-hmm. good? And that's when, to me, I, I kind of know that I'm doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. And it just gives me that that extra push, like, okay, like, I'm not just doing this for me. I'm doing this for yeah. them, too. So uh, it can be challenging, but it's definitely doable. And I would just tell anybody who is listening to try not to get discouraged. There are going to be some challenging times throughout this entire process, and you're going to feel like you're not making any progress at all. And you just have to keep your end goal in mind and to remember why you started in the first place. And I think that's so important. Yeah, it's hard because, like, you look on Instagram and it is a highlight reel. It feels like everybody is always motivated. Like, 
And I, I fall into it too. I don't usually post when I'm in a sour mood. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so it makes it look like, like, okay, she's waking up bright and early this morning. She's got her cup of coffee. <laughs> but I think it's unrealistic to say that you have to be motivated every day. And, and something that's really helped me in my business is planning my rest. Um, and so if I know that I, I just, I have to really hustle over the next few weeks, you know, it's going to be, um, I have to put a lot of work. I have to push myself a little bit. Um, but with proper uh, time management, I'm able to do that. And then I know at the end of this, I, I have a break. And so I think prioritizing your rest and putting little pockets of it will help you re-energize and get that motivation back. Um, like, for example, I uh, just launched my website template shop. And it took, it, it stretched me emotionally. It stretched mm-hmm. me with my time. Um, there was a lot going on. And I felt like, it just everything was everything. So, um, but I knew that coming this holiday season, I was really going to take a step back from social media, not from my business, but just from creating and really focus and recharge. And that has helped me so much knowing that, okay, all right, I got this. I just need to get get to Thanksgiving and then I can have all the green bean casserole I want. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and I think I was listening to a podcast by Ed Milet the other day, and he said, you know, if something is your passion, you're going to be thinking about it in those other times. Like when you're <laughs> at work, when you're at, you know, a, an engagement, you might have a thought like, oh, I, I might be able to do that. So I totally agree. You have to schedule some rest mm-hmm. because burnout is real. It's real. Very real. And it <laughs> takes a lot longer to recover than a spa day or an afternoon <laughs> walk does. So um, I think that's really, really important. But when you take those breaks, if you still find yourself daydreaming about, oh, where is this going to take me? Or, oh, I had a thought that I want to share with this audience. Or, oh, I'm creating this. I think you know then that you're on the right track, mm-hmm. that you're going to survive the ups and the downs to really see your passion come to life. Mm-hmm. Because that's what it takes. It's It's not about... I would not be investing in something if I hated it. Like if you are really losing motivation, you don't want to talk about it, think about it. You've taken some rest and you think about going back to it and it makes you cry. Maybe that's not your thing. Maybe yeah. maybe look for what really is strong for you, that pool for you. Because I know the times in my life when I've been really excited about building something, it's constantly there, mm-hmm. constantly on my mind. It's going to always be nagging you, <laughs> especially like your purpose, your passion. It's going to always be nagging you until you do something about it, you mm-hmm. know, until you show up with it and do what you need to do. So I, I, I agree with you 100% on that one. Oh, cool. Okay, we got one more question, and I think this one is a twofer. Uh-huh. Uh, that's a two-part question, so let's listen in. Hi there, my name is Tamara Chase, and I am the founder and owner of Chase Dance Company. It's a local dance studio here in Lake Nona, Orlando, um, and I have two questions for you guys. Um, the first one is mostly business-related, and it would be, as far as content is concerned, how do you guys um, structure your content ahead of time, and what sort of tools do you guys to use to automate this content on your social media platforms? So any helps and help and tips on that would be awesome and greatly appreciated. And then the second one is more of a personal business um, question. So I am recently a new mom. Uh, I have an eight-month-old. She just turned eight months today. And I was curious if you guys had any advice or tips on how to balance being a new mom because it's so time-consuming and very draining on your energy and the sleep deprivation is no joke. 
Um, how do you balance being a new mom or a mom in general along with owning a business? I feel like being an employee is one thing, being able to clock in and clock out and go home and then be the, be the role of mom and wife. But as a business owner, you know that we all know that it's never ending and there is no turning that off. So adding that on top of being a mom that also is never turned off. Um, how do you guys balance that type of situation and keep yourself energized and not so tired all the time? Anyways, thank you guys so much. I think what you're doing is amazing. And yeah, I think you the questions answered. Thank you. Well, first of all, congratulations on being a new mom and running your business. That's awesome. That is awesome. Yeah. So should we take the easy one first, content structure? <laughs> <laughs> Let's start with the tools. <laughs> what do you use, Tiffany? Uh, oh, my gosh. I have so many different tools that I use. But one thing about automation for me, I generally don't do automation for uh, my social media, um, simply because I like to like be in the moment and stay on there and interact with my audience as soon as I a post goes live. Um, but... I do know that um, there are a couple of tools. I'm just trying to pull up some of the ones that I actually have on my phone so I could share with you. One that I use, some people call it Planoly or Planoly, mm-hmm, yeah. um, is a great tool to basically plan out your Instagram feed. Uh, you can, you know, automate that as well because they are a partner with Instagram. So that makes your life a little bit easier. Another one is called Plan that you can use as well um, as far as automation is concerned. Um, and I think there, I use a couple of templates when you, when you were mentioning about structuring your content and how to plan it out. Um, I'm such a visual person that I have to have like either planally or whatever to mm-hmm. do it. But even with stories, um, if you want your stories to look a certain way, there's certain apps that you can use. Um, I know Unfold is an app. There's one that's called, uh, Story Art and Story Lux. That's L-U-X-E. So you can plan your templates out and then you can just upload those straight to your Instagram stories if you want them to look a certain way. Um, so those are some of the tools that I really love to use, um, when it comes to structuring my content. But when also with that planning it, uh, I like to, when I plan it out within um, Planoly, I like to go ahead and do my captions, have my hashtags ready to go. It just makes the process a lot easier. So all you have to do is hit publish, hang out a little bit and interact with your audience. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, you're good to go. But it does take some time to plan it. So what I generally like to do is on Sundays, I'll sit down, I'll gather all my photos, I'll drop them into the app, then I'll organize them how I want to based on what I want to discuss. And then everything is already set. So I don't have to think about it. I can go check my analytics to see which best times to post on those days. And I can schedule that out. So I hope that's helpful. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, we use yeah. Planoly, Unfold. Those are all really, really helpful. <laughs> They're great. Yeah. They're great tools. And I like um, – I go back and forth. Usually I, I'll take a one day a month where I just take a day and figure out what I want to touch on in the month with my content. And so um, I'll create the blog posts and I'll uh, then break it out into the different kinds of graphics that I need for Pinterest and mm-hmm. um, Instagram. And then from there um, – I take either Monday or Sunday, depending on how crazy the week is, and I'll actually schedule them out. I mm-hmm. like doing that because I'm I, I'm very hands on and a little controlling, so yeah. <laughs> I, I can't just let it do its thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm like, I need to know and I need to remember what I'm going to post this week. So um, I do I do like to do that just to touch base and then remember when I need to be online. Um, and so it's been actually really nice to to have Planoly with She Hustles and. 
with my um, business Instagram because I can do I could switch between both accounts. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you can have multiple accounts on one, and it's on your iPhone and desktop. Yep. Okay, and and then the uh, mom balance. That should be an easy one, right? That's an easy one. That's so funny. Uh, Okay, so I know I'm expecting my my third, so I'll I'll be in the boat with you with the whole new mom thing very, very soon. (laughs) But I do have an 8-year-old and a 5-year-old. So the the balancing of, like, business and your own personal brand and being a mom and a wife is very, very challenging. But I have found that – as long as I take time out for some sort of self-care for myself, like for my own mental, then yes. I feel like I can do this. But um, And it's hard. A lot of times we are so busy taking care of everyone else, like cutting all the checks for daycares and schools yeah. and field trips. And there's so much that we have to keep up with on top of trying to run our own businesses is very, very challenging. So I would say, number one, make some time for your own self-care and then figure out a time management system or a structure that you can like work within. If you have a certain goal, kind of like to your point, Mace, where you're saying mm-hmm. like, hey, my goal is once a month, this is what I sit down and yeah. do. Do that. Like plan plan it out. What is your end goal for the month of December? What is your end, what is your end goal for the start of the next year? You know, start thinking about what that plan is and then implementing strategies in place and time timelines that's going to make it easier for you. So if you're getting the kids off to school or the kids are at home with you, okay, if they're having snack or nap time, what are you doing in that time is going to help you elevate your own personal business um, and to put you in a position where you want to be? Because all of this is baby steps, but... I know for me, I spend a lot of nights up late at night writing blog posts at one in the morning, then have to revisit the next day just to make sure that everything is in check. Mm-hmm. But um, but it's you can do it. You can totally do it. It's just a matter of balancing that time. And as long as you have self-care in there, too, then I feel like just for me personally, I can I'm more energized. You know, yeah. I can do it. I can push through it. So it's hard. It's not going to be easy, but your passion always drives you and you find a way to make it happen. And I think in, in, in your case, like you'll, you'll be able to find what that is and it's going to work for you. And it's okay, even if you have a list of 100 things, to take a 30-minute power nap or to go Heck get a yeah. massage. Or Because yes. then, like you said, I find, and I obviously don't have children, but when I'm exhausted, I can try to write a blog post or an article for someone, and mm-hmm. it will take me three hours, and I'm just rewriting the same sentence mm-hmm. over and over and over. But when I come energized, when I've had a break, it's done in half an hour. Yeah. So it's really, really important, but it also sounds really, really hard. Yeah. But <laughs> self-care too could be just going out with another blogger friend or mommy friend or whatever, yeah. just getting outside of the house. A lot of times it's a challenge for most of us moms, you know, just getting outside of our element so mm-hmm. we can clear our minds, so we can refresh, and then we can come up with other ideas for our business or brand. So um, I, I have friends like that. I have to pull out the house like, hey, we're going to do lunch today. I know you don't have anything to do. Let's just go. So I think... I think, you know, even just having time with friends can be a form of self-care as yeah. well. So. Yeah. And it's it's encouraging. Like yes. You get the encouragement that you need to know that you're not crazy. And you're not alone in this <laughs> yeah. struggle. Like, we're all struggling. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us on our very first podcast episode. By the time that this episode comes out, you will have a newborn. I know. Ooh, That's so awesome. Um, But we appreciate your time and just all the knowledge um, that you've given us and and the amazing answers that you've given our community. Um, If you want to follow, 
follow Tiffany. She is on Instagram mainly. She Her website is tiffanydbrown.com. Her Instagram is tiffanydbrown. Underscore. Underscore. <laughs> um, and we'll be... Um, We'll be sharing her handle on our social media as well. Thank you, Tiffany. Thank you. Thank you you so much for joining us. Thanks for listening. If you have any questions you want answered. And we mean any questions. Dial 407-477-5211, night or day, and leave a message. Then listen to our podcast to hear it answered. Don't forget to rate, comment, and subscribe. Until next time, keep up your hustle.